ladies and gentlemen, do not be alarmed by your podcast listening device, whether that be your phone or your computer or I guess TV. I don't know. I had a smart TV that could use Pandora once. It has been hacked and it's been hacked so that you are forced to listen to No Highway Option, the only cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to every film. Is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The ha- The Pacifier? I almost said The Hackifier. <laughs> the Hassifier. The Haas and Pfeffer. No, we actually didn't hack it. You chose to listen to this. At least we hope you did. But uh, hacking's a big part of this movie, and because of that, I'm Connor. I'm one of your hosts, and my hacker screen name would be Gene Hackman, except the E's would be threes. Uh, I'm TJ Firesale, or you can call me your other host, Luke. Is there a reason for TJ? Is it like the kid from Recess? I was really trying to make Firesale fit into TJ Maxx. Um, okay. And that's what I have for you today. I like that. Interesting. Thank and you. we have a special returning guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, my name is Lon, and you can call me Black Storm, hacker extraordinaire. All right. And uh, this week, given to us by Joey from Affable Chat, we watched Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, do we have a history with this movie? Um, it like, I feel like this era of like, the 80s action stars in their returning 2000s movie was happening like right as I was watching the originals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of these hit really hard for me. You're Rocky and you're Rambo and you're this one. Yeah, you're tough guys but old, but like yeah. right before Expendables. Yeah, this. Yeah, these were kind of hitting just as I like started to get into movie stuff. So I would be like, oh, yeah, like I've heard about this, but I'd also be like, I heard it's also bad, so I'm going to avoid it. Like, Yeah, like, I don't know, like for me, like first getting into movie stuff a lot, I would just start being like, I heard that one's bad instead of focusing on positives. And like, this was one where I was like, don't people hate this? Right, we were a little young for our own opinions, I think. (laughs) We were like, like, I think I was Mm -hmm. 12-ish, 11-ish. Yeah, this came out 2007, so. Kids don't know shit, yeah. Nope. But yeah, no, I was excited to see it. Uh, do we want to do our plot synopsis? Let me trade-off? pull up the Connor synopsis. I wrote part one this week. All right. Who's ready for some hacking, baby? I'm sorry. Can you read the title, please? I worked very hard on the title. Where's the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Live free or pass away with a boner. Part one. <laughs> Die hard, baby. <laughs> No ED around these parts, baby. Uh, well, then, who's ready for some boner, baby? It's not what it says. It was a quick edit. Um, I felt it reflected the spirit of the title more. Um, we open on hacker Justin Long. His character has a name, but face it, he's just Justin Long. This thread will continue into the second half. Good. Writing, <laughs> writing some shifting... 
algorithmic code for what he believes to be the FBI. But it turns out he didn't help the FBI. He actually helped Warner Brothers make AIG rhythm. LG rhythm. How do you forget LG rhythm already? I remember that's Wasn't why a memorable I counted movie. the table. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his sundown so much. Uh, a, a capital I and a, and a lowercase L. They're similar sometimes. Anyway, it's Algie Rhythm himself. Oh no, just kidding. He helped bad hackers, and they're gonna hack the damn government. Who can stop them? Why, only John McClane. He's currently stalking around the Rutgers Camden campus to protect his daughter Lucy, played by Sky High's very own Ramona Elizabeth Winstead Flowers. But she doesn't want to talk to her dad or her titty-grabbing boyfriend. So the chief sends John to pick up Justin Long. He makes a big deal about driving all the way to Camden, even though he's literally already there. Anyway, Justin Long hates cops, but is convinced to join John on a trip to D.C. after there's a shootout and his computer blows up, thanks to the bad hackers putting a virus on his computer that blows up C4 if he hits delete. Normal hacking stuff. Welcome to Washington, D.C. Traffic control, transportation, and anthrax alarms have all been hacked. They're going to take down the entire system in a fire sale, which is told to the public through edited presidential clips. Only a true hacker could edit something like that. The leader of the hack bunch is Timothy Oliphant, and he's going to make a bunch of cars kill John McClane in the dark using hacking. But John McClane has so much luck... He not only survives, but shoots a car into a helicopter to take them down. I'd submit that that was skill. After a fake video of the Capitol exploding, John, Ma- John Long- Justin Long and John McClane determined they gotta get to the place where all the power grids are to stop that are to stop bad hacks from hacking away our electricity. How do they do it? By Justin Long hacking OnStar but without a computer, just his voice and wit. Wow, maybe John McClane is rubbing off on him. Just a little bit. Just a little McClane. Just a little, just a little McClane rubbing his... No McClane never hurt nobody. As much as John McClane hates him because uh, he touches a computer more than he touches girls. <laughs> He's got action figures. That must mean he sucks. I think it's interesting how, like, this movie did start as a not diehard movie uh it was a completely separate script the initial script was titled um it was written in 1998 and it was called world war 3.com uh opportunity which is a oh. great title uh almost as good as the international title for this film diehard 4.0 but you can kind of feel that John McClane was just slapped into this. Yeah. And he, yeah. he's almost reacting like he was slapped into it. Yeah. Like everyone's like, we understand hacking and we're doing FBI stuff. And he's like, whoa, whoa. What's a Mac? It's like a, it's like a character point for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that whole... computers are, uh, yeah. 
Oh, it was also initially announced to be called Die Hard Reset. Hmm. We could have gotten a diehard.com out of these guys. That's upsetting. <laughs> I think that it didn't need to be Live Free or Die Hard. It didn't need to be set on the 4th of July to slap that title in there. Yeah, but it's... Because it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he should be in New Hampshire doing it. <laughs> also that, but like... The first big thing that they do is they're like, we're going to shut down the stock market. And it's the fucking 4th of July. No, yeah, but There's no yelling guys in there throwing paper slips. Luke, Wall Street 2. What? Money never sleeps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... The whole fire sale thing, I, like, half get and half don't get... It's like, what are the three steps to a fire sale? Everything must go. Step one, hack transportation so that cars have accidents. Step two, money is fake and you can't talk to each other. Financial and telecommunications. Check. Step three, utilities. Step four, there is no step four. I guess we win. That's it, baby. They got it. Then they've sold the fire. I just They didn't have a plan for after that. And you could tell through the whole movie. Yeah, like was Timothy Oliphant just gonna be like, I'm He was gonna take his money and bounce. He didn't really care about the fire sale. He was he was a fake fan terrorist. That's true. That's true. Timothy OnlyFans. He just (laughs) Timothy OnlyFans. He just wanted to show like there's a flaw in the system and I'm going to cause multiple injuries by showing you that. Yeah. It was a lot of effort for like no point. For like just a a, a nondescript number of dollars. <laughs> right. Like yeah, yeah, well where's my Dr. Evil scene? Like show me some money. Yeah. Say a number. I don't care what the number is. It doesn't matter if he was like, I would like President Nixon's last ten dollar bill. You know, like, okay, cool. You said it. You checked a box. Weird that you want that specifically, but here you go. That's actually probably worth money. It's probably worth twelve dollars. Yeah. That guy needs a motive. Yeah, that guy needs a motive. He needs a stronger motive than like he was fired because he found that he could be hacked. He wasn't nine elevening hard enough, so they yeah. fired him, and he hacked the Joint Chiefs meeting. He did all this hacking. This is like someone going into Burger King and being like, this is this is like someone getting fired from a Burger King and just like going in and pissing on the burgers and being like, see, see, I was too good. See, I told you this could happen. I always said it could. Like, I okay. came in every day and said, better lock up the burgers. Someone might piss on them. Like, well, we didn't disagree. Yeah, man. But then, exactly you, like, st- then you like threatened to pee on him to prove a point, so we had to fire you. Yeah. I always said if bad stuff happened, people's lives would be bad. Like, uh huh. <laughs> You're not that deep, Timmy. You're just sitting at a desk going, I guess I can take away your 401k, John. Yeah. Which I'm going to call bullshit on that. Uh, John so McClane hasn't set up his own 401k. 
Right, he's, he can barely read. <laughs> he can barely read. <laughs> he's so, the whole movie. Don't get he probably me wrong. Got his, I love like, John McClane. I wish he was my uncle. But like, he can't set up his own 401k. No, he's constantly bourbon drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cool guy. I don't wish he was my uncle because every Thanksgiving would just be like, what are you doing, you fucking weirdo? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Occasionally get kidnapped. He'd just be bullying. <laughs> Don't you already have an uncle that's a bully? Like, don't we all? And he's not John McClane. <laughs> that's true. true. We would at least get an action movie star. You'd at least get to rub his bald head. Oh, that's not so comforting. Like a cold, <laughs> autumnal evening. Bruce Willis is like a therapy dog. <laughs> he's like one of those bald cats. <laughs> oh, God. There's your Dr. Evil scene. He's oh, just petting Bruce wow. Willis's head. But here's a real question. How do you handle it when somebody has one of those and they're telling you about how cute it is? Like, how are you supposed to react? Because you know that it's not. Oh, are you legitimately talking about the cat? Yeah, the bullsack <laughs> cats from Egypt. Yeah. Well, it's like the same way you handle an ugly baby with candor. You understand? <laughs> You don't want to tell them. The mom knows. The mom knows it's performative. You're just supposed to be like, that's an adorable kid. Don't oversell it. Medium sell it. Keep just it, enough. Keep it 12 yep, feet perfect. away from me. But like, yeah, look at that. that Poke is it. Great you know, cat right? to look at. Right. He doesn't look like balls at all. You know? <laughs> it's not a ball with face. <laughs> that is an interesting looking animal. It looks like it's having fun. <laughs> Very scrotal. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it having a good time over there. Baby Scrody. <laughs> oh man. So it's not the cats out the bed. Uh, Justin Long. How old is Justin Long supposed to be? Twenty-two, maybe. Yeah, he he, he read twenty-two to me. I think is like I don't know what his actual age is. Probably like thirties. Older than that. Well, yeah. Whatever they tried to put him in the box of, he did not look it. No, and, well, I mean... They, they forehead wrinkles and shit. They kind of <laughs> have a problem with both age and location, because the whole Rutgers-Camden thing didn't make any sense to me. There's Just colleges closer. Well, and because I've been on Rutgers-Camden's campus, and it looked nothing like that. That looked like some shit in Boston. How could you tell... Which one it was from that dark shot next to a car? Because he said, well, he said, what are you doing at Rutgers? And then there was like a brief moment where you saw a map on the chief's screen. Oh. And I just saw Philadelphia real big. And I paused. I'm like, New Brunswick would not show Philadelphia that big. And then like the little thing was pinpointing on Camden. And I was like, okay, he's at Rutgers Camden. Weird choice. And weird choice just to say Rutgers, because like if you just say Rutgers, you mean New Brunswick. That's the main college. I thought I bet there was a reason too. Yeah. Probably someone's kid went there or something, and it was like, look, look. Yeah. Dad probably was like branding. Like Rutgers was like, all right, you can have it, but you can only have the Camden campus. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. They're like, we can't even get Newark, and it's like, no. It's not even a big building like that that it could have been in the city. Right? It's city. super weird. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you want to make me drive to Camden? And I was like, you're there. Right. You're in Camden. <laughs> the, part of the first act was set in Camden because the hacker was in Camden too, right? Yeah. He was hacking from Camden. 
Uh, Justin Long was 29 when this movie came out. Yeah. He's like eight years older than should have read for that. Yeah. Year. Wow. Uh, the beginning of his IMDb profile just says a likable boyish looking actor with thick eyebrows and a friendly smile. I mean, he doesn't look like an old man, but like, look at him in Dodgeball and then look at him in this movie. He looks like he has life experience that a young hacker who makes his actual last name his hacking screen name shouldn't have. You mean Daisy Duke? No, his hacking screen name was Farrell. <laughs> well, yeah, the Daisy Duke thing. Weird, weird trying to be like, up. Oh, Justin Long's a smart ass too. And it Right. Uh I like the best line in the movie, like you by default has to be the the Yippie Kaye motherfucker. You know? I, like uh... for sure. But a close number two, if this movie didn't have one that like contractually has to be the best one, is ju- is Bruce Willis saying like don't they have like there's like a government and they got lots of parts and stuff don't people do stuff sometimes and justin long responds with <laughs> just about and justin long responds with it took him five months five days to get water to the, the fucking the to the superdome yeah the superdome and then slam the car door yeah i that was a good one my favorite one is still Justin Long's going on and on about the fire sale and the system. And it's like, it's going to take one of the system. The system's going to go everywhere. And then John McClane full series goes, Hey, it's not a system. It's a country with people (laughs) goes into this impassioned speech of like, you can't hack America bitches. (laughs) No, that was amazing. That was a great quote. Oh, that was so good. He had some good ones. He had some singers in there, man. My favorite, I think, was he's driving in the oncoming traffic with the, like, when they shut down the DC, like, whatever. And he's driving and he's, he's like, hold on to something. <laughs> hold on to what? I, see, I wasn't having a lot of fun with this movie in the beginning. I was just what? like, this is, in the beginning, I was like, this is weird. Like, okay, I, like, I get it. They don't understand hacking. That's kind of funny. How did they get inside the house to put C4 on the computers? Kind of funny to think about. But you should try putting it on the phone mount in your delivery van at the end of your day on your drive back on the highway. It'll really elevate it for you. Well, it it really it got me back into it uh, when this the set piece Alam was just talking about with the tunnel and like Timothy Oliphant being like, all right, well. I'm going to crash multiple cars into John McClane in pitch darkness, and it's going to work out just fine. That was that was not a great plan, honestly. <laughs> but the it whole was plan was bad. It was fun to look at. It he, was very fun. He's to look dodging at. flipping cars. He's launching a car into a helicopter. He's jumping around, getting hit, and then he's just fine. Can we talk about that helicopter thing? Yeah, because <laughs> there's so much about it. That is nuts, man. Like, first off, the, I thought I had misremembered that, like, he shot it up a ramp, but he actually, like, like sent it up, like, where, like, the people usually are, like, mm-hmm. like checking people into the bridge. Yeah. And it just happened to hit with enough force to ramp it up, a, like, a cylinder. It it's off. Bam. Big How luck. How do you do that? How do you do that? And he knew it. He knew it would happen. 
Like, while he's grumbling and moving the car, he's like, well, I just I gotta do this again. He's like a theoretical, like, physicist. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's doing complex he calculations read. while he's all... <laughs> <laughs> he's never seen a computer before, and he's, like, doing, like, GSI mapping? What the fuck? Yeah, on the inside, he's like, oh, the trigonometry of the angle of ascent is going to cause this pounds of pressure to this explosion. Then, the, then on the outside, he's like, I just want a hamburger and a gun, man. I don't know. He did have a good line after that, though. He was like, he was, they were like, what did he say? He was like, I was out of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a running thing of him just like, Running out of options, then he's just like, how do I fix this? Car? Car. And car worked. Car worked. Every time car, I was like, hell yeah, more car. (laughs) You know how John Wick has that thing they call gun foo, where it's like half shooting, half action. (laughs) I want more car foo, where it's just like an action scene, then someone rams in with a car. (laughs) Always call the guy with the fan. Get it done. But no, he he drove a lot in this movie, and that was honestly probably the best bit. That, that how it's how he and Justin Long became friends, how they bonded, bonding, yeah. bonding while uh, Justin Long's like the news is fake, man. Everything's a lie from the media, man. And this gave me two big questions. Well, same question applied to two people. Justin Long's character, anti-vaxer. No. Ooh, I no, think no, no, so. No. I, it very socialist leaning, I think, in this yeah. economy. I, he I, was at the head of his time, 2007. True. I don't know. His whole media thing and like being so chronically online hacking, I feel like he might Man. be. I feel like he might yeah. be a do my own research guy. I don't I know that you have to. Yeah, I don't know that you have to be anti vax to like be very distrustful of the media, though, you know? Yeah, I just him in particular I got that vibe. John McClane, I he don't think would Dew. be. Yeah. He did get that Mountain Dew game fuel pee in a bucket anti-vax vibe. <laughs> I don't think John McClane would be anti-vax. I'd he I think he'd just be like, well, they say I gotta get it, whatever. The government's yeah. never wrong, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is part of the country, not the system. Like, wow, we have, like, an Avenger-level hero, and he's just, like, an idiot. That is a, yeah, that is a, he's a superhero. Yeah. He's a superhero the whole time. Well, and that's the fun thing about John McClane is he's just, like, a dude who gets lucky. Like, he's good at what he does. He's, well, he's okay at the detective stuff, in this one at least. But, like, he's just a guy. And then I think that's part of the reason these diehard sequels kind of like diminish a little bit more and more compared to the first one because like it becomes unrelatable like the first one it's like he's in a bad situation I might react similarly in a bad situation this one he's just like oh yeah no he can launch a car to helicopter sure hell yeah I can I would not be able to do that I cannot relate (laughs) sure you could I don't think so. You just put it real fast. You hammer down I don't the think gas, my Ford EcoSport would get enough air to hit a helicopter. I don't know if that cop car would. Why was Justin Long not John McClane's son? Um, he almost was. Yeah. Uh, they, where is it? 
I feel like they had it written. Originally, he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be a son, but they were like, eh, I don't know, like, if that should be the main driving force. So they were like, never mind, uh, his daughter is going to be here for a bit. Yeah, yeah, daughter, daughter works. Yeah, and she could have just as easily been like Justin Long's wife, maybe? I, I don't know. Or they really don't, inter- they only have that one interaction at the end. She could still maybe be Lucy. But yeah. there's so much interaction here. That there's no reason for Justin Long not to be his kid. Well, Lucy McLean is already canon in a different piece of Die Hard media. Mm-hmm. Die Hard Vendetta, released in 2002 for PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox, oh, Jesus establishes Lucy McLean as a member of the LAPD. Hmm. I guess, I don't know, that's something. But he's also canonically got a son. Yeah, well, that's later. That's not okay. That, isn't it? Or is... Well, he doesn't show up as an adult until the next one, but like... Yeah, until you... They should have pulled the... They should have definitely pulled the son card because it it ended up being like weird because Justin Long didn't have anything like interpersonally to do because he's like... He's not, you're not going to be friends, continuing friends with like a guy who's like twice your age, really. but yeah. you're also, I mean, too like, bad. Yeah. It's like just most people don't do it. I mean, I'm not knocking. It's, it's not likely. And then it's just like at the end, he didn't even end up with the daughter. So he's just like, hey, maybe I'll fuck your daughter. It's a weird banter for you and your old friends. The very normal way Justin Long was like, eh, eh. Your daughter looking cute over there. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like, yeah, I think that's why they added the, like, Justin Long accidentally wrote the code that's going to blow up the world thing. Because, like, if it's, yeah, if he's not related to John McClane, if John McClane's supposed to just be like, I'm taking you to D.C., then, like, there's no personal stakes for him besides, like, oh, man, shit's going to be fucked, I guess. Yeah. That's bad. And I, I misremembered this movie. That uh, fucking Justin Long was his daughter's boyfriend. I remember then, that way too. Yeah, because yeah. like, what is? I don't know. You would think he's just some guy. He's yeah, just, like, it's just some, some guy. Man. Yeah, but like, you would think like, yeah, you know, like he's the boyfriend, so like he automatically hates him, and then he also hates him because he's like, you got a T eight hundred figurine. What do you do? Not fuck. <laughs> and then they bond. They go see every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, they they bond. He's I, at the end. He could be like, "You can marry my daughter." Right. That's not. They had no real reason. Yeah, they had no real reason to continue. Like, that was the weird part <laughs> for me too. Yeah, I wonder. Hard. Nope. At oh. least I don't remember him in it. Uh, it's it's probably not. That's why I'm pulling for a Die Hard Six. That number one is good, but number two, (laughs) we have to get that on the ground before anything else. Wanted to be good. Yeah. We got to put that air in the balloon before the thing takes off. But we got to also, there's unresolved other characters in here. There's Justin Long is like 
like um, Joey said when he was giving us this movie, they introduced the buddy dynamic with Sam Jackson. And, mm-hmm. like, a movie where he interacts with him again, and he interacts with Justin Long again, and we pretend like the fifth movie didn't happen at all. But yippee Mother Russia. <sighs> <laughs> the movie is, like, the movie is, like, 15 minutes long. I mean, it's close, it's, like, 85 minutes or something, but it felt like it was 15 minutes long. There is just no rhyme or Short movie, kind of good. No, just bullshit. Short bullshit. I like short movies. <laughs> He's fucking... The helicopter is carrying a whole semi-truck. Why is the mob chasing them? It, none of it is any good. So, Die Hard 6. Good. Uh, in 2018, there was a treatment for it called McLean which was going to be like Godfather 2, a prequel-sequel combo. Uh, and I don't know that I like this. Tobey Maguire was involved? Was young John McClane? I don't know. I hope they were going to shave him bald. <laughs> well, we've seen what happens when someone tries to use prosthetics to look like a young Bruce Willis already. <laughs> and as Have much we? as I love Looper... It oh, do- God. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't look good in that movie. The rest, yeah. of, that, the rest of that movie oh, rules, but his face like is movie. weird to look at. Well, yeah, because you didn't watch it. I watched it. I just didn't like it. We, I don't. Have we ever brought up this argument on the show? Uh, I, just, I don't know. It's a, bad, it's a bad flick, dude. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead said she'd be interested as returning. Also, yeah, she could come back. Now she's like action movie guy. And then Disney bought Fox. And a Fox executive, as of this July, said it is dead. Uh, probably in, the best. In lieu of company-wide reorganization, Fox is said to be rebooting the property as a Hulu series. Oh, Prestige TV, baby. That's I think, purgatory for the uh, Yeah. Yeah, we got an yeah, alien show on it'll FX. happen. It'll come around again. They're rebooting Quantum Leap, dude. Eventually, everything comes around. Quantum Leap's a great premise, though. That's the difference. It is. Yeah. Quantum Leap. Has there been premise. any... Uh, recent, Scott Bakula was interviewed like a week or two ago. He was on somebody's podcast and he said they were having very serious, is a quote, talks about it. Okay. Uh, Ooh, I like that. I mean, I'd, I also like that. I'd watch a Quantum Leap reboot. I'd watch him be like the best Whoa. TV show of all time. It's a great show. I mean, it's I a great high show. I wouldn't go that right far, now. but it's, it's fun. <laughs> if you want to be a Debbie Downer about it. I, 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 it's fun. I like it. I'm not. I'm not here being like quantum leap stupid. And everyone who likes it stupid. I'm just kidding. I know you got sponsorships and shit. You can't talk bad about the good place or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sponsored by Peacock. Hey, everybody, watch the McGruber series whenever that comes out. <laughs> if we got Peacock as a sponsor, that would be great. I'd actually use oh, the service. Yeah. I only I have use of Xfinity. I a, something was on it. Didn't we use it for this show? Rocky and Bullwinkle was. Uh, yes. Fat. 
I, I was going to say, I th- I've only used like the minimal, like you gave us your email address free version of it. Right. Oh, I need um, to get it soon though. Cause of kids night show. Anyway. Right. Sorry. Uh, I like the uh, little deep fake of the Capitol exploding. <laughs> I like that they immediately believed it. They were everyone in DC was like, "Oh my god, it must be exploding!" Holy and it, shit! <laughs> we didn't hear an explosion outside. We but didn't it feel must have an happened. explosion that large. Right. Yeah. Also, but, just like how how much C four you would need to pull off an explosion right? of scale in the Capitol <laughs> building. They're watching that building all day. That's true, but this movie lets us know, nope, the capital is safe, and there will never, ever be any threat or anything bad that will happen to it. Never, ever, never. Well, that's like... (laughs) That's like six years too late on nothing ever, ever bad will happen to it. Or 14 years too early. Oh. (laughs) That was the joke I was making. Sometimes I forget that that even happened. I Sometimes I force bad memory out of my yeah, head. Yeah, I knew what you were doing. <laughs> I thought it was a bad dream. So, the hacking via OnStar thing. Ah, uh, Is that real? That was great, but is it... Can that happen? I don't think it's like a hack. I think it's... Well, it's he, voice hacking. It's gotta be... The, I, my question is, when did the keyless start happen? Well, when could you start getting... I don't know. Well, that was OnStar's whole thing from what I remember from the commercials, where it was like, if you're in an emergency situation, you hit the blue button, you talk to somebody, and then they start your car for you or, like, help you out. Yeah. I mean, we had an OnStar in a car when I was younger, but only one car. Okay. That car did not live for the whole length of my childhood. Did, did you ever hack op- it? No. But I, we never had the option. Like It was always like, if you hit the middle button at, at the wrong time, they'd be like, dude, like, hello, this is OnStar. Are you in an emergency? And we'd be like, oh, no shit. My bad. <laughs> not me. I'm just driving. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, we never had a, um, like a remote start or a, a touchless thing. And I think maybe this car didn't look like it would no i yeah i the the whole thing was just very i think it's possible technically it was probably an onstar ad at this point in time i don't know if it had the onstar branding i just that's what i equated it was the only one yeah I know, yeah. I thought the same thing. I don't think you could hack that thing. Especially with like the tech you'd have had in like two thousand seven. Like what did I what kind of phone I have in two thousand seven? I couldn't hack that. He was probably right that if he had tried to hotwire it, it could have locked him out. Yeah. But yeah, and like the whole like high tech versus low tech and John McClain finally being like, Maybe the computer can be kinda useful. <laughs> Even though that shouldn't have been his, like, come to Jesus about technology moment, because the thing that saved them was a person. That should have been his, like, see, people are better than machines. Yeah, but it's both. Yeah. What if some, I guess a person can work with a computer? Huh. Maybe (laughs) Maybe I should play some. 
Maybe I should play solitaire when I get home. I don't know. It is distrustful of technology. <laughs> I feel like every time I do a Bruce Willis impression in this episode, it just ends with me saying, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the vibe we had the whole movie, man. It's true. It's tough to shake. I I mean, that's Bruce Willis's thing, allegedly, is like he just shows up and he's like, we do a couple takes, I go back to my trailer, I sleep. Like, Sounds I'm great. just here to get my paycheck and move on. And God, I wish you, I was like kind of feel it in this like he kind of feels like he's just here to do a thing like sometimes he you can see him having fun but a lot of the times i feel like it's just like eh. he did seem very lackadaisical for someone like driving into oncoming traffic hitting like taking out multiple aircrafts Mm -hmm. crashing multiple aircraft he did he didn't seem like awake for a lot of that yeah. But maybe yeah. that's like maybe it was part of his brand at that point. Like he's like, yo, I can't die. I think maybe that's like getting to my. I have a fan theory for like at the nice. end of this clip. All right. I have one for for John McClane. I think is very great. Do you, guys, uh, do you guys remember that Mastercard commercial with Richard Dean Anderson in it? Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah, he's playing MacGyver, but he's like. It's like early 2000s or 90s. He is obviously an older man than when he was young Mac. Um, Return of the Mac? Yeah. Another flawless program. But this whole movie felt kind of like that minute and a half of like just John McClane like putting back on the suit. Like the metaphorical suit. (laughs) like back on the open button (laughs) t-shirt and just being like well i'm here and we gotta do it again yippee kaye what was it i forgot yippee koopal doopal fucker we allowed to to say fuck anymore did you guys watch the pg-13 or the unrated version uh i watched the pg-13 me too Oh, yeah, see, I knew after we watched Roadhouse, I knew what I was in for if I watched the AMC TV version, so I rented right. it. I rented it from Amazon as well, but it was still the PG-13 version. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> for your loss. I was going to say, he, he, he said at the end, he says, yippee ki mother, and then there's a gunshot, and you're like, oh, he's supposed to say fuck there. <laughs> they couldn't let him have one fuck? PG-13 never gets any fucks, does it? PG-13's, I believe the rule is allowed up to two fucks. Couple shits and no fuck. <laughs> there are a lot. I got like six shits over here. You get a couple of shits, I'll trade you two hells for a piss. <laughs> Tony, I got two shits, three fucks, and 12 goddamns. What can I do with that? Um, we're looking for a PG. What do I got to change the fucking to? It's like uh, being at the arcade counter at the end of the night. Like, I got 12 goddamns. How many fucks can I get for that? I think the rule is, even though it's weird because the MPAA makes no sense, they're just like a board of parents who live in Los Angeles who are like, I don't want my kids seeing this. But I think the unofficial official rule is PG-13 is allowed up to two fucks if they're used in a non-sexual manner. And I think calling someone a motherfucker is considered sexual. Damn. Yeah, Every, most people like, are those. Yeah. 
what was what did i see recently that like oh dear evan hansen they just threw a fuck in there and i was like oh what okay it's probably the least wrong thing about that movie no it was the best part i was the most (laughs) entertained when caitlin deaver was like my fucking parents and i'm like oh caitlin can we go off track on something that'll probably get edited out? So is a uh, so is that movie him like cosplaying as him at like twelve? Like what's so, the yeah, deal with that? Oh my god! What so is he, that shit though? He played, <laughs> he played the role on Broadway, and like you know when you're on Broadway, you're far away. So right. a 28 year old can look like a teenager, right? And they're like, like, well, he made the role, and his dad's producing it, so like okay. I guess I guess we're doing the Dear Evan Hansen tangent. Um, oh boy, they, it's bad. It's very bad. And like, I really try to. There's a million different sports movies. There's good sports movies. There's bad sports movies because they come out and like sports fans don't cannibalize each other. And only a musical movie only comes out. Once in a blue moon, because every time it comes out, everyone is like, this, follow me, this is my one thing that I hate, because I did it in community theater this way. Um, and I really tried to go into it with that lens, and be like, I really want to like this, because I want stuff to be good. Um, and then, like, it's a hard story to be done. Uh, it's hard is the word a, for it. It's a hard story. Of, hey, what if I started a parasocial relationship with a ghost? Is everyone cool with that? And well, like, so that's what it was about. Like, you wouldn't do any, you wouldn't do that much different if you're a kid and you're sitting there and you're in front of like the the mother. Like, you maybe wouldn't tell as many lies, but in the beginning, like that, you can you can empathize with that moment of like, uh, what do I do? It gets it gets pretty crazy after that. Like, he continues to like yeah. a crazy place, but like you can get there. But so much of you being able to empathize with that kid is that it's a sixteen year old kid that you're looking at, and you're going, "Oh my god, yeah, he is awkward, and he's in school, and he's in the worst time of his life, and it's hell, and now this is being thrown at him, and there's like a potential for a different kind of life, and like." The whole, the crutch of it is that. And when it's a 30-year-old man, it doesn't matter how much he hunches for some reason and walks down the hall like Quasimodo. So he can look short. Yeah. And, you know, he's got his, he's got his little rugby shirts and he's wearing stripes and he runs like a doofus because that's what kids do, I guess. And And it's not just his fault. Like, they didn't dress him like a teenager they didn't make any effort to make him look like a modern teenager they gave him a haircut of like jonah hill before he lost the weight like as if like this is what the kids are doing right and what they should have done is they had to pick he should have dyed his hair like you know green on the sides and black on the top like that billy eyelash the kids like they should have cut it it shouldn't have been that mop but they should have either Everyone else should have been older. They should have got the whole original cast or they should have not got him because obviously he has a beautiful voice. He sings that show better than anyone ever will. You know, that's that's how it is. But it doesn't you're like you said, Connor, he's on screen and he's not on stage anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, Caitlin Deaver is 24. Well, but she you know, just She's just tiny. She's believably 16. 
Yeah, she's tiny and <laughs> way too talented to be in that goddamn movie. Well, I mean, like the it it sounds great, you know. It's the songs are the songs. I will always love so big, so small. I just like that story. My they, takeaway from they cut the two songs that I really liked. That's I have heard them, that made them just a marching band Easter egg in the very beginning, and I was like, oh hey, the things that had energy, cool. Yeah, they're gone. And like, I'm sorry about this a lot. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> dear Evan Hansen. I I wanted to know because it just I I was just like, what the fuck is this shit, dude? It's worth a watch because like some of the like the music is good. Like if you have no exposure to it, it's like this is it. This is the thing. This is what everyone was excited about. But that musical should not have won the best musical Tony that year. And That's I walked true. into this going. Well, everybody loved it, and I've heard the music, and like I like the music, and maybe this will be like, this is why it won. And it didn't. I walked out of that movie, and I doubled down. I was like, hit me again for the why the fuck didn't come from away win the Tony. Excuse me. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is great. also great. Groundhog Day was not a contender. Groundhog Day was a contender. You know I God love damn it, Andy I will Carl. be the one person who stands for Groundhog Day the musical. I it's love a great Groundhog show. Day, it's a great show. I love it. The music is good. The stuff is good. Andy Carl did it with a broken fucking knee. He still went on. That guy gets shafted every time. He immediately went to Pretty Woman because he loves he loves pain. Um, but it was not going to win the best musical. It could have. It should have been come from away. It should have been no contest. It's two hours of people just being nice to each other. I know. I like come from away a lot. I've seen it. It's it's so sweet. Uh, but anyway, uh, last thing about Dear Evan Hansen, it's not even the worst musical to come out this year. So, like, that's the one positive I'll give it, I guess. See, I genuinely <laughs> think I liked Prom more. Well, Prom came out last year. Oh, uh, what were you talking no. about? Uh, Amazon Prime Cinderella. Oh yeah, okay. that, I'm sure that was what that was a poopy show. I I wanted to watch every uh, movie musical that came out this year, so I watched it and. Uh, I really like. I knew that we had both just seen this, and I was like, "I'm gonna go into this recording, and we're not gonna get on this tangent." And then you hung the bait in front of me, and I there was nothing I could do. I forgot how we I got mean, to it. I mean, we had to. Well, <laughs> the last, like, I think I was seconds. just like, I think I was just like, yo, so that dear Evan Hansen, why that old man, that little boy? <laughs> why that old like, man, little boy? <laughs> he was so hushy. They were like, they were like, no, I got it. All you got to do is you put the one shoulder forward and the one back and you hobble around front to <laughs> back. Think of the old, when you were at the zoo and you saw a monkey learning to walk. That's how the kids are walking these days. They put one strap on their backpack so their backs are fucked, Ben. You yeah. gotta think about that. <laughs> Should we move on to part two? <laughs> yeah, let's move yeah, on to part two. Yeah, part two's got some juice in it for sure. Uh, battery two. After the youngest man in the room tricks OnStar, the two young, young buddies drive to a power plant. They go there because something, something closed circuits. But uh-oh, Queen Kicks-A-Lot is also headed there. 
Justin Long, who is very young, this is your running thing with Justin Long, tries to outcomputer Timothy Only Pants. It mostly works until the on star until the on staff needs send gas. I'm sorry, what? It mostly Are works. Are you sure that doesn't say on staff nerds? No, that says needs. Do you want uh, me to share my screen? You know, it's been a long day. Let's <laughs> pretend you read on staff nerds. It mostly works until the on staff nerds send gas. It doesn't stop our heroes because youth is on their side. The kung fu, the kung fu broad gets murdered by a car in an elevator shaft. The chase continues. The two barely legal teens, what the fuck is this bit, meet with Kevin Smith in his man cave. He doesn't do much except reveal bad guy location. The chase continues. Timmy Ope steals Johnny's daughter from an elevator and then Justin Long, probably for his youthful glow. John gets real mad and does a little killing and a little chasing and a lot of blowing up a jet. It answers the age-old question of, why do Jetwin have big truck? Anyway, the bald bandit saves the day with his friend from elementary school, Justin Long. Big gun fight, big hell yeah, hippie kai yay motherfucker. I'm sorry, do you, do you mean yippie kai yay mother blam? <laughs> I hate this edit, they do. I was okay with that one. That one I was like, alright, whatever, like, you're working with the PG-13 diehard. You gotta do Yippie Kaye. It's not like he was like Yippie Kaye melon farmer or something. Fair. I think that's <laughs> I think that's the official TV edit. Is melon farmer. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Kevin Smith being in this movie. I didn't recognize why? him. This is back when he was big, but like getting small. Yeah, weird cameo for Kevin Smith. I, I'm usually excited to see him. He didn't do I, much. Yeah, he didn't he have anything to do. Kind of just sat there and yelled and like said something about Boba Fett. He apparently did write like dialogue for him, and Bruce Willis read it and was like, "Too funny. No, can't do it." That's so Bruce Willis. I guess is Bruce Willis's next movie cop out the thing directed by Kevin Smith, where Kevin Smith was like, wow, I can't believe it, but fuck Bruce Willis. Oh, that is the the movie that made him say fuck Bruce Willis. Yeah. It's he directed like a running start. Yeah. Which I, they don't have chemistry in the scene in the scene. You can tell Bruce Willis hates Kevin Smith. They they have entirely composed. They're different different uh personalities i was like what executive looked at this and was like you know what this dynamic needs take out justin long put in tracy morgan perfect (laughs) i've never seen it does it have moments i don't know i watched the trailer while watching live free or die hard because when kevin smith popped up i was like oh shit cop out (laughs) the the big joke in the trailer is just Tracy Morgan saying no a bunch. I like it like, already. Every trailer ends with Sean William Scott trying to tell a knock talk joke and he just goes, No, 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 hell no, no, no. For a while. Slight use of Tracy Morgan's good. I do love Tracy Morgan. 
Connor, was that a was that a, a slight Tracy Morgan you did there? Eh. Does that mean you need a a, a slight? It's uh, just this one small spoonful of stitch. I don't need it. If it comes up organically, it can. If it comes up, do it. Oh, <laughs> This is the thing that happened in college. I did a Tracy Morgan impression that was kind of bad, and then Luke just started doing a bad Stitch impression as a response. Passive <laughs> aggressive bad Stitch. Uh, it's not passive aggressive because I literally can't do it any better. We just—it's <laughs> mostly a, like it's like we're trading cards. We're trading terrible impressions. <laughs> like my bad Eddie Murphy impression. <laughs> Do you have a bad Eddie Murphy? Oh, I can't bust it out right now. Too Toss much. it in the pot. Even end, <laughs> no, I stole it from. I stole it from this pilot, this fake pilot. This guy had made called Eddie Murphy Bad. And there's this guy who like was trying to get laid, and his, but his like Murphy bed was possessed by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> So he was like, Eddie Murphy, man, how can I ever get laid? He was like, well, you gotta, you gotta be careful. And, he, and I was like, that doesn't sound anything like Eddie Murphy. So I stole his <laughs> <my> Eddie Murphy impression. <laughs> Stolen from Eddie Murphy, man. Yeah, I hope that guy's successful because they were making fun of his uh, finished product. <laughs> <laughs> well, best of luck to you, Eddie Murphy, bad guy. Uh, when they when this was still a John McClane Sun movie, before Justin Long, they were talking apparently to Justin Timberlake. Oh, I don't see that. Well, maybe he signed on, and he was gonna do it, and then he looked in the mirror. Staring back at me. <laughs> I actually want to see the universe where we saw the Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I the timber cut. I don't know. Justin Timberlake appearing in late series and franchises as a young character hasn't worked out too well in the past. What are you referencing? Shrek 3 sucks ass. Is this is this like a fan fiction idea? Oh, right, your whole thing that doesn't work when there's two additional movies instead of just one. No, there's there are two Shrek films. There's this Shrek 1 and 2, and it's like one of those things where people always want to know. If something is so commercially successful, people love it so much. Like, why did you stop there? But they were just worried that if they continued, they would just pervert the franchise. And oh, the French title for this translates to Die Hard 4.0 Return to Hell. Interesting. Interesting. He didn't even go to hell. Yeah, this isn't a... I mean, I don't think I saw Die Hard 3, but I'm pretty sure he didn't go to hell, did he? Nah, that would have been too intense. That would have been cool if, like, he's just sitting in hell and he's just like, oh, shit. A lot of fire around. <laughs> did Die Hard. Uh, did I you, am I the only one who remembered the lady being not not dying until the end? Oh, uh, What, Maggie you mean Q? the lady with the car? Yeah. yeah. The Asian lady that he's weirdly racist about on the phone. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. 2007, am I right? But like, everyone man, thinks she sounds hot on the phone. Everyone thinks she sounds hot on the phone, and he's just it's like, a "Hey, strange that, running gag." That little ninja fucked me up something good, but like kung pao chicken, you know? And it's like, oh man, yeah, Bruce, he did stop. Like, yeah, yeah, it's he different did, time. He did, he did. 
Yeah, he didn't even keep the keep the nationalities. Yeah, he was just like, eh, they're from all, they're from over there. Just like not good look, but it is fun to see a car in an elevator shaft because once again, <laughs> it goes gun no work must use car. Yeah, and the age old proverb. In fact, I would call this whole car in an elevator shaft sequence my second favorite elevator shaft sequence in all of cinema. The first is going to... Oh, God damn it. Uh, Toy Story it? 2. Toy Story 2, baby. Oh! Damn, how did you get that? I'm going how to let go of the that? wall. <laughs> I was like, I can only remember like three elevators. I'm only like... <laughs> I was going to say, I can literally only remember two, and it's this one in Toy Story 2. <laughs> Great scene, man. But like, come on, they fall. You got you got Buzz, I am your father. They had everything you need in the elevator scene. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Justin Long's a silly little minx when he reactivates the power grid security. He gives them all boner pill pop-up ads. Yeah. What a silly, silly guy. They should have kept the fun computer guy. They kept all the guys who weren't fun. True. And that's why they lost. I liked I liked how this went against hacker style of the 90s and early 2000s where like it would be like oh everyone's got leather trench coats and like slick back hair and jet black glasses and this they're just like yeah business casual <laughs> It seemed like a regular office in there until like you know the bad guy stuff really ramped up and they shot half of them Yeah it's like we're going to take down the government hey Tim's got a nice pair of khakis from Kohl's over there <laughs> It was like uh, it was like deja vu kind of where they're showing the office and when you just see enough of it, you're like, that works. That makes sense. And then they get inside of it and it's like, oh, this is just a big empty room. This wasn't a whole thing. Right. <laughs> right. They had that problem with the whole movie. In my opinion. Yeah. It was like the whole mm-hmm. other, you know, they kept switching between our, our main dudes and the bad guys. They're always in an office. And it's always like three quarters empty. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like liminal spaces. <laughs> Even Kevin Smith's lair was like a Kevin huge Smith. empty room. It's just a big empty room, couple of computers, big old Boba Fett. It was the size of the subway station in, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. It was a very, very big, like dingy basement lair. Yeah. But he lives with his mom because he's a loser. And also a hacker. Who does like surprisingly little hacking. Like he yeah. they didn't even he didn't yeah. even ask for like support. Like they're just like, all right, guy, you got a ham radio? Like, <laughs> like yeah, for the end of the world, you know, I want to talk to people when I don't have internet. It's like, do you really you seem like you don't like talking to people? He didn't have fun talking to anybody that whole film. And what did he do for John McClane while John McClane was in the truck? I he patched him through to the F to the uh, FBI yeah. to what was that guy's name? Whatever. I don't know. Uh, he was director like something. Yeah, we haven't talked about that guy at all. That's how unimportant he was. Yeah. He and was he there. did not try to be more important. He was like yeah. just an untoasted piece of bread. He knew that he was he knew that he was an exposition machine. 
Yeah. He was like, I'm just here to be like, holy shit, that's Thomas Gabriel. And that's it. Somebody get me some Arby's. I've never seen someone out loud with Arby's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The second Justin Long was in the car, he's like, we passed by a bunch of Arby's and like, I could eat him. Like, if he's just saying this because he likes to eat Arby's, then he is an unlikable pr- protagonist. Right. No, I thought that was weird. That's like the third Arby's we passed. Like, where are you? Because I've been to D.C. Yeah, are there that many Arby's in D.C.? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Was Let's pull the audience. Two, this was 2007. Was Bush just like, I need Arby's on every third block? Bush got a lot of screen time in that mashup. It's true. It's almost like it was commentary from the director or something. It was a, that was another fun line was like, uh, I was really trying to get some more Nixon in there. And nobody acknowledges it. Yeah, that was yeah. actually a golden banger. Yeah. I, another weird line, but kind of made me laugh was when uh, John McClane's talking to Thomas Gabriel and he's like, where is the lady? He's like, oh, yeah, he does his little racist thing. He's like, she's, last time I saw her, she's at the bottom of an elevator shaft with an SUV up her ass. <laughs> that was a pretty good one for him. He didn't like, have too many struggles. You just imagine Thomas Gabriel being like, that's so specific. It has to be real shit. Right? Like, how else can you take out a ninja woman? She was she was pretty badass. It was one other person, I think, gave uh, John McClane the hand. That's that French man. Yeah, French yeah. flip. It's a lot. Frenchie McFlips. <laughs> Flippy. Flippy dippy. He, he, I, I want to give him a shout out for like never using his gun efficiently once. Like he was there to flip and, and nothing else. He was nothing there to else. look kind of neat, do a lot of flips. I think the actor did all of his own stunts. Nice. Like, I got respect for that. I think he's like a French gymnast. So they were like, hey. Just fucking Gym do it. it he was like, yeah, that, that works. Jim it. Did Justin Long have diabetes? Or no, was that a throwaway line? I think the low blood sugar thing was just like a common joke. Of just like, oh, I'm tired. He didn't prick his finger one time. Right. That's true. He never, he never was like, oh man, I got to glucose you know you know <laughs> i got a glucose i started with totally something and thing. then it went away so i was like ah every glucose bro <laughs> do you even glucose <laughs> you even glucose, where your sugar bro? levels at man my sugar levels are through the roof right <laughs> yeah because i i've heard i've heard other movies do just like the huh got low blood sugar i'm pretty tired joke yeah and uh, that that felt like an improv that like nobody laughed at on set, but they were like, yeah, it's the best take. Right, it did squeak in. <laughs> they were like, I guess we'll accept it. That's uh, it. I guess the scene was accepted. Oh, oh. That recently came to Netflix. It wasn't a total chipwreck. Oh. Don't do that to us. Justin Long versus Alvin in all the Alvin and the Chipmunk movies. Oh my god. 
Well, thankfully we didn't watch that one. We really dodged that ball. Oh, shit. Jeepers Creepers is directed by a bad person. (laughs) You stole what I was going to say. I was going to say, oh, man, Jeepers Creepers (laughs) 2. Well, there you go. There's the two. There's the Justin Long. I can't think of any more Justin Long off the top of my head besides the Mac and PC commercials. Which, not a single reference besides the fact that he was a hacker. He said the he talked about the hats. That's a thing. Yeah. Black hat and white hat. I know there's a movie called Black Hat that's like, what if Chris Hemsworth was a hacker? Right. There's, yeah, the, the, like, the black hats and the white hat thing. Um... We had a guy, when I was in high school, we did this, uh, we had to do this speech competition. It's like a big thing, junior year. You had to write a speech that was at least five minutes, no parameters. Um, and it was like, there was a day that the whole day was just like, you watched all those speeches. Um, wow. And, that's boring. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, it could it, be fun, but it, like just sitting watching speeches for eight others. hours, you know, like some of them are really nailing it. You have like. The kids are really taking it seriously and they want to start something. Uh, and then you have like so some people walk in and they're like, they open their speech with like, did I have an abortion? And you're like, well, now I'm awake, you know? And then like some of them are, some of them trail off into nothing. They have promise and then they're nothing. We had a, uh, one kid who uh, did a speech about hacking um, and he forgot in the middle of, in the middle of the beginning of a speech, he forgot where he was going. So he stood up there and he was like, you got your black hats, you got your white hats. And then he was like, shit. <laughs> and like, until we graduated, that became a joke. Like so much so that when he gave his speech at graduation, he opened with that. Nice. Uh, apparently the main difference is motivation. Black hat is like all illegal, malicious intent, personal gain. And White Hat work with companies to identify weaknesses in their systems and make corresponding updates. Good deal. So I guess Justin Long thought he was doing a White Hat, but then they were like, take off the hat and look at it yourself. Surprise, it's black. Yeah. You dumb Justin Long motherfucker. Does this movie predate Anonymous? no i don't think i don't know because they're the way that they set those videos up felt very much like a look those guys who do the the guy fieri masks are not on your side uh it looks like wikipedia says it originated in 2003 on 4chan but when did they start like the attacks looked like it began in 2008. Oh, okay. Uh, targeting Scientology. So maybe they were inspired. Yeah, maybe they. <laughs> maybe they're like, ah, oh, our two major things are Guy Fox and Live Free or Die Hard. <laughs> they uh, they make so many YouTube videos, man. I'm not subscribed, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I mean, neither am I, but, like, you can just, like, like, every day there's a new one, and you can go, and they just make, like, the most outlandish claims. 
You know, it's always like, we have been watching you and you have not been keeping up your end of the bargain. We're going to shut down Wall Street. And then they don't do anything. They don't know how to shut down Wall Street. Don't be, <laughs> don't be too mean to them. They might shut down this podcast. <laughs> I won't get hacked. Uh, yeah, all respect that is due to Anonymous. They allegedly don't do anything. Right. Uh, and as far as I understand, they did some good work outing pedophiles. So don't That's shut right. down our podcast. And the true bad guy in this film is the NSA or something. Yeah. Which, like, 2007, the NSA was just starting to get big. And, with, like... Like, being in Fox movies. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good point, I guess, that the NSA is the bad guy. Yeah, uh, but I don't really but, feel like they drove it home. Same studio, same year, uh, within the same month. The Simpsons movie. There's an NSA joke. The government actually found someone we're looking for. How close is this to that movie with Harrison Ford? That was 2007 or 2008, right? Which movie with Harrison Ford? He works at the bank. Isn't that one also a fire sale movie? Um, the bank one? What was that? Firewall? Like, yeah, maybe oh, it's that maybe yeah, that fire, the Firewall sounds right. I there was nothing other than the fire connection. <laughs> yeah, Firewall was 2006. Uh he's forced by criminals led by Paul Bettany to help them steal a hundred million dollars. To buy a house in the suburbs. Yeah, with his witch wife. <laughs> He's moving to California. <laughs> um, I, I did like it. You know, it, it's it's got its stuff. It as it got wackier, I got more into it. Like in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be really run of the mill." And then he launched a car into a helicopter. <laughs> he launched a car down an elevator shaft they were hacking gas into a building to blow it up and i was like cool all right yeah sure i'm in definitely hard to not like i i'm still (laughs) thinking about when he jumped on an (laughs) f-35 which like i'm not even sure like existed yet like and he's just like on it like and then it shows his mission and it's shaking while (laughs) That was just, the one relatable part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, my vision would also be fucked if I jumped yeah, on like, 35. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like we want to move on to our criteria, which we do every episode uh, to compare this movie to The Pacifier. First up, how is the soundtrack? Eh. I can't like, think of anything memorable. They got Credence. They have that whole classic rock debate with fortunate son yeah which yeah, like that's it. weird to hear that song and look at not the jungles of vietnam right right i mean they was there were shooting scenes where they could have even thrown that in and it would have made more sense <laughs> you pay for the rights bro that should have been the big finale song i think it should have been a different song mm-hmm. and yeah. i love that song you know, it's that a good song, song slaps, but it's not a song that you're arguing about in the car because nobody is like, that song is stupid. 
even teenagers are like, oh, that's pretty good, kind of. Yeah, it has that burnout. How can you hate that? Right. right, especially a white man in his 20s. He was eating that shit up. What was he trying to What this year? This is 2007. Is yeah. th- this is either the year before or Black Ops is out. And it's in it. You know, there's that scene. In, right. <laughs> you're playing that level. There's no world where Justin Long's character in this movie has not played Black Ops. As a Nintendo boy, I don't remember any Call of Duties besides being, my friend, besides being in my friend's house and being very bad at them. <laughs> uh, where does the lead actor land on the dieselometer? A ranking of Vin Diesel's performances and characters based on charm and ability and just like how it can connect to the character. Uh, the main character is obviously Bruce Willis as John McClane. What'd you guys say? I, th- I think he was reasonable, reasonably placed on the, on the, uh, on the what would we call that the Vin the Vin Dieselometer yeah we're gonna call it mm-hmm. like I think he was I think he was on that he didn't hit the same notes to me like it just seemed like like Vin Diesel always really like goes balls to the wall with his stupidity I think and sometimes I feel like he was a little bit you know holding it back in which is hard to say when he crashed like an F thirty five you know yeah yeah see. This is the diehard where it becomes like he's a superhero, like he just, like Luke said, like he's a superhero, he can't really get super hurt. So this is, and it's also sort of Justin Long and kind of the audience's reaction is what pushes it more. In F9, Roman Pierce keeps going, have y'all ever noticed like, we do all this shit and come out scot-free it's weird, right? Like, are we invincible? Can we never die? So, because of how Justin Long and the audience looks at John McClane like that, I'm gonna say Dom Toretto in F9 The Fast Saga. Alright. Hey. Um, I'm gonna hit somewhere in between the two of you. Because he is bald, and he cannot die. He is an action man. Uh, but it's not... This is a this is a late stage franchise. Uh, it's not the first one. It's not exactly fresh. The action scenes are still fun, but he is he is like kind of phoning it in. So this is the triple X sequel. Good call. Uh, what return of Xander Cage? Return of um, Humphrey Bogart. No, that's not what it's called. Great Bogart voiced the motorcycle in that movie. I was gonna say I, I genuinely when you said the triple X sequel, I was like, he's not in the State of the Union. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I isn't that Ice T? It's Ice Cube. Uh, I've not actually seen it. I have not either. <laughs> uh, I remember my dad was working for a company at the time that. I think had a promotion with it. I don't know. Somehow we had the soundtrack. No one ever listened to it. Oh my god! What? That sounds like a mean thing to do to someone. Giving the soundtrack to them. Uh, just the CD. <laughs> I just remember a triple X. I believe it was State of the Union CD. Just being in our house and me being like, I don't think I'm. I don't think I like this. Is it gone? I have no idea, man. Probably. You should see if you can locate it and then 
We'll listen to the thing back oh, we'll to do front a- on Twitch, and we'll see how many yeah. freeze pops we can eat before yeah. it's over. Yeah. I was going to say, you we'll do a November it. episode of <laughs> Soundtrack to State of the Union. Yeah. Uh, oh we'll we'll see. Next up, did I like it as a kid, or would I have liked it as a kid? At the point where it came out as a 12-year-old, yeah, I think I would have been into it. I think it would have been like, yeah, cool, fun action. Who's this guy? Yeah, I did and would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what, 12-ish, 11, 12-ish? Yeah. For sure yeah. would watch this. I'm, I'm sure that was, I, I'm sure I watched it when it came out. I think I probably got this this DVD in an envelope from Blockbuster. Ah, oh, it, yeah. was, it was the first DVD to come bundled with a digital copy code. First one ever. Mm. Ooh. It didn't come that way in the sleeve from well, Blockbuster. Yeah. But that was just on Wikipedia. As a it came fact. used and abused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in a dirty sleeve. It came, came dirty with, people. A, with a cigarette in there. <laughs> it's all scratched up because people are trying to rewind it. And they're like, I still don't know how this works. I haven't got it yet. Uh, what has the director gone on to do? This was directed by Len Wiseman. Uh, he's been doing mostly TV since this. Uh, the only other movie he's directed was the Total Recall remake. Mm-hmm. And he is attached to Ballerina, a spinoff of the John Wick series. Mm-hmm. But between this, he did a lot of TV. He did the pilot for the Hawaii Five-0 reboot. Which ran for like four or five seasons. Like, Isn't that supposed to be? People like that. I feel like it's still going. Yeah, I, think uh, I think isn't one of the main guys is Jin from Lost. Sure. Uh, he did the pilot to Sleepy Hollow. I was honestly expecting a Luke. Oh my God, Sleepy Hollow rules! I, I never not. saw any of it, but it was right in that vein of like shows on Fox that only lasted for like a season. That it could have been a Terra Nova. <laughs> Terra Nova was no Listen, it was Fox you can't no, run I, a whole I, show I got confused I thought I was going to correct you and say Terra Nova was ABC but you're right it was Fox but like you can't run a season of a show oh and then you know that it's cancelled by the end you don't have a second ending that you shot you're gonna you're gonna know that it's cancelled know that you only got 10 episodes you didn't even get the back 9 like you're hella canceled. It's never coming back. And you're still gonna you're still gonna toss out like an ending kicker of like, oh, in the prehistoric world we also just dug up a pirate ship? Like, fuck you, Terra Nova, and fuck that you, kind of boss. Rules. Maybe Let's I should get a Terra Nova canceling this podcast. Maybe I should see <laughs> where it, yeah, it's a spin-off of Ter- we're gonna just do a month of Terra Nova episodes. There's like ten. It's like the cape. We could do it quickly. Oh, God, the cape. I watched every episode of the cape. I got to like four episodes of the cape when in college you were like, you got to watch the cape. And I was like, I don't get this. Come on. It's fun. It's a cape. The whole superpowers. It's a cape. Come on. The bad guy. He wears contacts that have chess pieces in in him. And his name is Chess. Come on. I watched. I watched episodes of The Cape. I didn't get it. <laughs> no matter how many times you say, come on, I won't come get on. it. I mean, the, the plot is very easy to get. 
I think I was mostly just like, how does the cave work? And they're like, it's magic. It's and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the entire time he's like, there's no magic in this world except my magic cape. Except this fucking cape that is definitely magic. It has to be. If that's your whole thing. Luke, don't shake yourself. My God. It's just the cape. Come on, man. You gave him a chance. Uh, I would have watched the second season of it, for sure. Uh, he did the pilot to Lucifer, uh, an episode of APB, an episode of The Gifted, two episodes of that streaming Swamp Thing show that I'm, I don't know anybody who watched. Uh, there and was a, it was, you know, in uh, in the Crisis on Infinite Earths for the Arrowverse, uh, one of the one of the things that they paid homage to was that there was a shot of a swamp, and it was like, eh, it's the Cancel Swamp Show. But that's all yeah. I know about it. And he's working on an announced Sin City TV show. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we have... <laughs> is there anything in this film that's as memorable as the Peter Panda dance from The Pacifier? What's the big memorable moment? <sighs> Elevator car. Elevator car. Uh, see, I go back and forth between like the two things I know about this movie. When I was thinking of this movie, I was like John McClane in the semi truck balancing on a broken highway and John McClane shooting himself in the shoulder. But after rewatching it, I would also add John McClane driving a car into a helicopter. He do be driving. <laughs> he drove that car straight into that job. <laughs> Impressive. Who's your Brad Garrett, Carol Kane, memorably bizarre scene-stealing side character from the film? The side characters are kind of weak. They're few and far between in this one also. There's like no extras. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Smith's mom? (laughs) I like that reading. (laughs) Got it. I'll put my head in the ring for for uh, the French the French assassin. I, there was this one scene. There's this one scene I have to talk about for like two seconds where they're fighting in the steam room or whatever, and he he falls like like obviously John McClane wins. He falls into like a cooling rack and gets crushed. Yeah. And <laughs> after he gets crushed, he says, "Oh no!" <laughs> but like he's already been crushed. <laughs> Oh no! So that's what was memorable. Yeah, it's like he's he just like dead. the kid picks on yeah. the noise. <laughs> right. I also like when John McClane shoots the car into the helicopter, and they call that French guy on the phone, and they're like, "Did you get him?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, definitely dead." <laughs> yeah, you didn't even <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> definitely dead. Like you saw him not be in that car. Right. I don't know. There's a car going towards a helicopter. I'm not going. Who's driving that thing? He might as well have been a cartoon character who, like, a bomb just blew up in his hands and there was smoke all over his face. Yeah. Just whoop. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he didn't and... even look. <laughs> I would. I was. I would also throw Lucy in the ring, uh, mostly because she doesn't really get anything to do here. But, like, at one point, she's like, Come outside and fight me yourself. I'm John McClane's daughter. <laughs> yeah, she can kind of fight a little bit. She does also, that last name bit is strange. She hates her dad, you see. Yeah. Isn't your last name Gamorzamurf? 
Not today. It's McLean. Yeah, it's pride of like, ah, she cares about her dad again. Yeah. I don't know, man. Every time she was on screen, I was just like, I like Mary Elizabeth Winston. <laughs> yeah. Birds of Prey is great. You were like, that is an old lady pretending to be a teenage girl. A cute old lady. <laughs> and she's in college. No, that was, that was a royal pain thing. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, that is an elderly technopath. Yeah. And last but not least, is there anything that's as batshit insane as one scene Sound of Music subplot from the past fire, which in case you don't remember, Seth, one of the young boys Vin Diesel is watching, uh, is found skipping wrestling practice with bleach blonde hair and a Nazi armband in his locker. So naturally, everyone's like, well, one plus two equals three. You are a Nazi. And instead of saying, no, I'm not, he just runs away. So Vin Diesel is forced to follow him on a child's bicycle where he discovers he's no Nazi. He's actually just Rolf in a community theater production of The Sound of Music with a Liesel who's like 40 years old. Vin Diesel later directs that production and he casts Brad Garrett as a nun. Is there anything in this that's as batshit insane as that? The hacking? The hacking. The hacking the is just like... Just like you, yeah, what? How, how do how do we do this? They hack. Okay, they hack. The, the hacking's a good one. I was gonna say if we had to say an action one, maybe the jet because, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like he was gearing up for it. You know, it's like he crashed a helicopter. He drove a helicopter himself, crashed that, and now he's taking on a jet with his bare hands. You know? <laughs> he's gonna punch it. <laughs> uh, I think it's crazy that you don't see a president in this movie. Um, well, one because like all of the events, like it seems like it could be ripe for like a speech. But then number two, there has to be a next day here, a fifth of July. Yeah, but like now this has happened. And you have proved that just like a handful of guys who are disgruntled from their job with vague motives could just do whatever they want and shut down the whole country in a couple of minutes. And all the government guys would be just going like, well, I don't know, maybe try calling them on your phone. And like the whole world saw it because they put it on every channel. And there's no plan of what's going to happen tomorrow. They're just like, that bald guy saved his daughter. <laughs> so you're saying the next day you want to see George W. Bush walk out onto a podium and be like, all right, everyone, computers are illegal. Yeah, yeah. And I then just go back in. I specifically want to see George Bush handle that. I want to see George Bush's speech to the world <laughs> after that day. You just wish they hired uh like Will Daryl Farrell. Hammond or Will Ferrell <laughs> Dana Carvey maybe you know I just want to see him come out and be like fool me once uh, 9-11 fool me twice it's a fire sale you know now I don't know about you but I only use my computers for solitaire <laughs> but this would be stronger me. if I had a W impression but I do not my kids that play Club Penguin. This isn't even a good W. It's just like vague. It's been enough. too long. It's not fresh anymore. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
and how what's your ranking and how do you rate it against the pacifier i would give this three and a quarter on star buttons out of six it's fun as it gets wackier it gets more enjoyable and more fun bruce willis is kind of sleepwalking through it but like that's modern bruce willis whatever and yeah you know it's fine it's not as good as the pacifier but it's fine fair play I'm gonna, you know, I'm feeling generous. I'll give it three and a half. Uh, same reasons. It, it felt, felt a little trite, even balanced with the crazy shit that Bruce Willis was doing. But it wasn't a bad film. I think its only sin was that it was maybe twenty minutes too long. Fair enough. I'm gonna give it a three bullet slugs dug out of your shoulder. And a quick phone call to OnStar. Um, it's like the like eighties action stars doing older movies. It, it's like pizza, you know. It's it's like yeah, it's all right. It's not it's not the best, but like it's still a pizza, you know. It's like still pretty good. Uh, do I think it's better than the Pacifier? I think I could say the same thing about the pacifier sometimes all right and i would say that's our entire discussion on live free or die hard but there's one more little thing that i want to do so the streaming service crackle formerly owned by sony now owned by chicken soup for the soul in lieu of a plot description for things that are on the platform they just have a funny little sentence like, for example, uh, Amelie, which we have done on the show in the past, is currently on Crackle. And there, why it crackles, is Audrey Tattoo remains a timeless force for love in this clever cinematic bonbon. So, if Live Free or Die Hard was on Crackle, why would it crackle? Let me know why it crackles. What do you guys think? Um, I think... The sweat dripping from John McClane's head will short circuit any computer trying to do a fire sale. And that to me crackles. See, I think the Wyatt Crackles description would just be Yippee Kaye, motherboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Also, uh Lon, what was your what was your thing? Oh, my, uh, my film? No, you had, um, you said you had a thing. Oh, oh yeah. man. We had so many nuts things that I forgot what the thing was. <laughs> you had, like, a big point you were trying gonna, to. Your major oh, point was just replaced by Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was the out of your head. Kid old? <laughs> man? <laughs> Get old bad. Get old bad is what I'm going to leave it at. I just don't get that shit, man. I don't get it at all. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming on, Lon, and for talking Live Free to Die Hard with us. Live Free or Die Hard with us. And of course, man. It's always an honor. 
you've got our movie for next week's episode, which next week starts our for the rest of October. We're doing a theme month. Luke, have we decided are we doing Spooky Highway or No Highway to Hell? Boob Highway option. We're not doing boob. <laughs> you just said I the word did. boob. I did. Uh, I don't know. Spooky Highway to Hell boob <laughs> option. We're doing our spooky October, you know, like like how we do with Snow Highway, like relative related, like Halloween related, spooky related movies. It can be a full horror movie. It can be Hotel Transylvania. It can be whatever the hell you want. It's your uh, Halloween, baby. And Alon is going to give us that now. Hints for that now. It's time to play the coming attractions game. Coming attractions, baby. I've been looking forward to this one. All right. Uh. I, I got I to gotta choose your invention novel, you know what I'm saying? I got one that's like, you know, pretty decent horror flick, in my opinion, from the same era in which we are in, in this movie. And I also got one that's for like, if you're trying to start our dumb stupid. Whatever you think would make the most entertaining episode. Yeah. All right. That my hint for this movie is that the black person can't die first because the movie would be over. Now, what else we got? What else we got? Um, hmm. If I gave the name of the person who wrote it away, they'd give the whole thing away, you know? Uh, what else do I got? Lady, main character. At least I like to think so. At least you like to think so? <laughs> could be a main character, could just be a lady. Lady, main character. There's a lady uh, in it. It's got Halloween in the title. You're never going to get it just off rip. It's a tough one. It's very hard. I, mm, hmm. Is this a, right. is this the straight horror or is this the kind of stupid one? Oh, this stupid. This stupid. <laughs> is there an exclamation in the title? Uh, naturally. It's Halloween, baby. Is this the first one or the sequel? <laughs> the first one. How do you know? Had you know already? Well, black lead, lady, he likes to think so, can't say the writer without giving it away. Is this Boo, a Medea Halloween? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, where is that streaming at? <laughs> oh, sweet shit. I'll find it for you. I uh, promise. Uh, it looks like it's just available to rent places, or it'll be on VH1 and BET all week. Apparently. <laughs> Ooh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll make my thingy. I'll make my thingy TiVo with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, a good use for my YouTube TV. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. thank you very much for that line. <laughs> Tune in next course, week man. for the first official no highway to hell option, spooky highway option spooky boob whatever luke said episode <laughs> of the month uh, we got a whole month to iron the boob it was supposed to be all of october but someone was a dipshit and thought there was an extra week in november it was me i was the dipshit <laughs> thank you for being online uh, is there anything you want to plug do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet of course you can find me on most things lonnie tsunami uh especially twitter uh that's you know internet you know internet. <laughs> that's I want that's that how bruce willis feels about this movie 
computers and stuff. Baby. Yeah, you know, internet. <laughs> you ever heard of the internet? As for us, you can follow us anywhere at No Highway Pod. That's your YouTubes, your Facebooks, your Twitters, Swap your Instagrams. Face. No. Um, we have our No Highway Option Twitch channel as well. We'll be hopefully doing some of that soon. We'll be listening to the whole State of the Union soundtrack and seeing how many freeze pops we can eat during. <laughs> right. I'm just going to say Halloween. Right. Do you or have. Is that November? Do you have another please give us something request, Luke? Um, Alright, let's see. You know those uh, those viewfinders that you put the discs in? And this is lots of food. There's lots of different pictures. Um, send us the picture wheels. You're asking people to send us, even though we don't have a P.O. box, and we're not giving out our address on the air. Just, you know, Call us and tell us that you have an interest in sending us these wheels. And call we'll give you a location. Call us to describe the Viewmaster picture wheels. Sure. I still like iced tea, and uh, we haven't cooked the chicken yet, so I don't know if it's back. But uh, in the meantime, send us your Viewmasters. And if you want to give us a call to tell us about the Viewmasters, talk about any of the movies that we've talked about or are going to talk about, or to leave a request for our random request roulette wheel, you can give us a call at 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE if you remember words better than numbers. If you just give us a call, leave us a message, and we will play it on the show, or if you text us, we'll talk about what you sent us on the show. As for the Ren Request Roulette bonus, we've still got the Godfather one coming up. Uh, Stay tuned for next month, because you might hear more than one of those. So get your submissions in now. Wait, isn't that next next month? Because this one's... This one's out in October. Oh, shit. So, next month. Gotcha. Um, I think that's all I have... Uh, is there anything else? That's all I have for this. We certainly lived free and died hard. I died magnificently. Yep. Well, <laughs> tune in to next week for to hear us talk about Boo, a Medea Halloween with another very special guest. But for now, for no highway option, I've been Connor. And I've been Luke. And, and I've been Lon. There you go. And as always, these have been our opinions. And if you didn't agree with us, with us, and as always, these have been our opinions. And if you didn't agree with us, with us, that is too bad because it's our way. No, no highway, highway option. Lon's just beating up the camera. <laughs> <laughs> The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description.
No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.